Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Hi, this is Judy Sedgman, and you're listening to uh, Psychology Has It Backwards, and I'm here with Christine Heath. And today we're going to talk to you about the difference between being in a secure state of mind and an insecure state of mind, or as we refer to it in shorthand, security versus insecurity. And I think a lot of times people get caught up uh, in worrying about uh, insecurity as though it was a, a thing, you know, like I'm insecure, I'm insecure all the time, or I always, I'm, I, I'm really scared about being so insecure. And, you know, what we want to point out to you is that insecurity is actually just happening to be harboring insecure thoughts in that moment and the feeling that you get from a head full of upsetting, anxious, fearful, negative, whatever thoughts that might create that feeling uh, is your sign that your head is filled with insecure thinking. And as soon as that thinking drifts away or passes or calms down, uh, you naturally revert to what we call security, to a state of secure thinking. So it's not as complicated as people make it, but often when we are insecure, uh, first of all, when we don't know what it is, it can be very scary. Because bad feelings get your attention more so than good feelings. Good feelings feel natural to us, and bad feelings feel like trouble. And so when we're in a bad feeling, uh, we tend to want, we go into fix it mode, you know, like, oh my gosh, I, I don't like feeling this bad. I don't like, what am I doing to myself? What's going on? What's happened to me that made me so insecure? And uh, that just holds it in place because the more you think about it, the bigger it looks. But when you get into an insecure feeling and, and your whole sort of physiology and your mental state, your feeling state lets you know that you're down, you're not feeling your best and the kinds of behaviors that occur to you like sending a nasty email or you know yelling at somebody or throwing something or whatever it might be that that those are signals that we get from within letting us know that uh, we're using our thinking against ourselves and it's really that simple and once you're on to yourself it's not like you'll never be insecure again because we all get insecure from time to time it's like it doesn't matter to you very much. When it happens, it, it happens. And, you know, if you, and you know if you give it, give it a while or turn away from it, it'll pass. So it's a whole different experience. Yeah, you know, last week we were talking about kind of analyzing and versus insight. And one of the things I think that happens um, kind of in our evolution of humanity is that we've all been really insecure. So we, you know, go around killing each other and, and you know, put, making people, other people be slaves and doing all kinds of really ridiculous things because we live in these uh, negative thoughts that make life look like it's really scary. And so we're either like afraid of it or we're 
trying to take control of it or do something. So kind of what's happened in psychology is that people kind of look at, let's figure out what's wrong, why I'm feeling insecure, why I'm feeling upset, why I'm feeling depressed. And instead of seeing that that's just a product of that insecure state of mind. And to me, it's really simple. It's like we go back and forth all day long. You know, one minute we're like, hey, hi, how are you doing? Everybody's good. You're in a great feeling and calm. And the next minute you're like, oh, my God, is anybody li- listening to these podcasts? You know, do we come across yeah. okay? And we we just get kind of caught up in ourselves a lot. And in, in doing that, we scare ourselves as if that thinking is real and true. Mm-hmm. So it, um, what I call my God thoughts, you know, it's like when I get an insecure thinking, it seems a little bit more accurate. It seems like it needs to have more attention. It seems like I shouldn't like let it go because, you know, there's some sense of it being a signal of something bad happening. Like you said, you know, it's, it just, it, it's like we, when we don't understand that the purpose of that feeling is to alert us that our thinking is off, that we're in the wrong state of mind trying to do something. Um, we take what we're thinking so seriously and personally, like we take ourselves personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we take other things that happen to us personally too, which is another aspect. I, I it's like one of the, signals of insecurity to me is uh, all of a sudden uh, it, it, it looks like it's all about me. I think insecurity is kind of a form of self-absorption, you know, to varying degrees, but it's like, am I doing okay? Why are they looking at me? What's wrong with me? Did I just make a mistake? Am I screwed this up? Oh my gosh, can I fix it? And so when, when we start having thoughts about ourselves and what have I done wrong and why don't they like me or why does this person do this to me or whatever, that's another sort of uh, warning sign of insecurity. But often it looks like we're onto something, like I got to fix this. Right. And right. as Sid was, as Sid was saying, I'm now mistaking you for Sid, Chris. You should be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> as Chris was just pointing out, it's sort of cute. I, I think of her that way, but I don't usually say it. But anyways, as, as Chris was just pointing out, it gets us more involved in the thought. You know, it takes on a greater importance. And then the more we think about it, the longer it lasts and the more more wrapped up we get. The more wrapped up we get, the more confused we get. And uh, as we do that, um, it, it, it kind of drags it out. And then behaviors start to make sense to us. I know I was doing a, a training one time for a, a group of nurses and they were, one of them said, why do doctors, why do, why are they so curt? Why do they yell at us? Why are they so cross? And, and you know, what are we supposed to do? We're just doing our jobs. And, you know, as they were talking, I was thinking, you know, you, you, you know how you your grandmother or aunt or somebody in your life said you walk a mile in the other person's shoes to understand them. And I'm thinking, well, they're tired and insecure. And then the doctor is exhausted and running behind schedule and, you know, trying to see too many patients and all this is going on. So the doctor becomes more curt and short and less likely to make small talk or be kind or considerate. And the nurses are already tired and overworked. 
and the two insecurities clash and they're each thing and the doctors are thinking, why are these nurses so surly? And the nurses are thinking, why are the doctors so mean? And uh, really, it's just that people in a state of insecurity, the behavior that makes sense to you is not the same as the behavior that makes sense to you when your mind quiets and you feel secure. Because it's no longer about you. It becomes about us. It becomes about all of us together. Yeah. And when you're in that insecure state of mind, it's really easy to misinterpret things. You know, it's like you like hear somebody say it in a way that they didn't mean it. You're like, why did you say that to me? You know, or, uh, or, you know, it's like, and then the other person catches it. It's kind of like the virus, you know, it's like one person catches it and then they share it and the next person catches it. And then pretty soon it like goes round and round in a family or in in an organization because we're, we, we all, we all just pay too much attention to that insecure thinking. Like that was one of the insights I had when I first started to understand this work was that my insecurity was something I wanted to get rid of. Like it was like, oh, that's an in- that's insecurity. I got to get rid of that. Oh, and and so instead of like thinking about why I was insecure and trying to like fix it, it was just like, oh, it's just thought. It's just my thought. I'm the one thinking this. And honestly, I think I'm still getting rid of insecurity. I mean, I know I am. You know, one of my colleagues said, you know, Chris, you've been a lot more, I don't know, more present, more secure, something different about you. And I said, yeah, I think I have changed recently. I think actually doing these podcasts has helped me. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's a funny thing, but there's, we, we don't stop getting rid of insecurity. I mean, that's kind of what enlightenment is, I guess, is being free of all insecurity in that moment, but I'm definitely not there. And so it's not something like, oh my God, I'm insecure. That's a bad thing. It's it's because insecurity, the word insecurity for a lot of people means weak or yeah. it means like um, you're like a, a wimp or like a, you know, a bad person in some, some way. But because I often think too about, you know, like sometimes when I work with, uh, couples where there's uh, violence, and I'll talk to the the person who's being abused. Usually, that's a, a woman, and um, talk to her about how her husband's bad behavior is coming from insecurity. And they'll look at me like I'm just landed from Mars, because yeah. frequently they come across like they're so right and so true, and you are such an idiot. But when somebody's like that. That's coming from their own fear. They're so attached to their thinking that they don't know that their bad experience is coming from themselves. Right. So it, it's like people can be very insecure and act like they uh, run the world, act like they're the most intelligent person in the world, act like they're the most competent person in the world. And sometimes mm-hmm. the more we have to tell people that we are that way, the more insecure we are because it doesn't stop. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because one of the, one of what I always try to explain to clients is one of the warning signs of insecurity, not only in ourselves, but in other people too, is arrogance or a feeling of uh, impatience with other people or judgment. All of those feelings are like when you have to prove yourself, you have to, you know, you're trying to make yourself feel better somehow. 
and often that comes across that way. It's kind of like there there are two sides to the ways people express their insecurity. A lot of people just withdraw mm-hmm. and they don't interact much and they don't do much and they just try to avoid situations where they, you know, where they start feeling more insecure or they become dominant and arrogant and pushy and uh, rude and mean and they bully people. And those are, those are uh, things that wouldn't occur to a person who was at peace within themselves and in a calm state of mind. And for most of us, you know, we're in and out of it. So we go in and out of insecurity. It's just as our thinking changes, our whole feeling state changes. So we run up and down a scale from very insecure to perfectly peaceful, basically, and all of the things in, in, in the middle. And when we're in the middle of the scale, we're more uh, able to see what's going on, in a sense. When you get really insecure, people get frightened. And then when people are really at peace, you know, other people's uh, interactions just don't seem to affect them that much, you know, because they're they're fine. So uh, one of the things that, that I try to point out to people is pay attention to how you feel because you feel uh, the way your thinking is telling you to feel in that moment. So if you start, you know, being suspicious and angry at somebody that you work with that you normally get along with fine, you know, you could tell yourself, well, they're changing and they're turning into a bitch or you could turn around and go, what am I thinking? And uh, usually if you ask yourself, what am I thinking? You realize that you're just getting insecure. You're entertaining thoughts you don't usually think about or you're tired or you've had a bad, something else has happened that day that you're kind of having a bad day anyway and nothing anybody else does looks good to you. But those are temporary feelings because they they move at the speed of thought. So as soon as your mind goes elsewhere, um, they pass. So a lot of people say, well, I know, but I'm insecure all the time. How do I get out of it? And the answer is stop fighting it. Stop worrying about it. Accept the fact that people get insecure and and allow yourself to quiet down before you do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in an insecure state of mind, it's not a good time, you know, to throw a frying pan at somebody or ask for a divorce or, or send that ugly letter to the credit company and, and put yourself on somebody's nasty list. You know, we just, it's a good time to realize anything I do in this state of mind probably is not going to work out that well, but it'll pass. And that's the key. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, about insecurity is that it feels a little bit more self-righteous. You know, it feels like it's more accurate. So you can get tricked by it, I think. It's like, um, you know, we're so attached to what we think. And we have to remember that everything we think isn't a good idea. It isn't a true idea, even. You know, like... When I smoked cigarettes, I thought I liked them. But the truth is, cigarettes taste terrible. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that was a really weird thought that I thought I liked them, but I did. And so we think things about ourselves. We think things about our world. We think things about life that are just not true, but they appear true to us. And I think that... Um, the the less attached we get to what we think and the more we're able to listen, the less we 
say things that we wonder why later. You know, like everybody has that experience, right? That's like that, that you were talking about, Judy. Like, mm-hmm. why did I say that? Like, that that wasn't good. Like, it's embarrassing. And, you know, you're like, oh, my God, who was that person that took over my body? <laughs> and and it's, it's like um, when you're out of it, you know you're out of it. And that, to me, is the proof of our innate health. Because that happens without us figuring it out. Right. Unfortunately, when that happens, we go back into trying to figure it out. Why did I do that? And then you don't come up with an answer. So then you get more insecure because you don't know why you did it and you get afraid you're going to do it again. And it just right. kind of perpetuates itself. Like that's what happens with people with, with panic attacks, right? Like they get mm-hmm. caught up in this really insecure thinking. They scare themselves to death, literally. And, and then they get afraid of having that experience. Mm-hmm. So it's just seeing that your health is always inside of you. And that will help you to see whatever it is you need to see. But we get really attached to what we think. I, I remember when my when my husband and I were first married, he said to me one day, he said, you think you know everything. And I, <laughs> said, I said, well, honey, I know so much. It's really hard for me to tell when I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, we, get a, humor. <laughs> yeah, we get attached to what we think we know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard sometimes to realize that uh, that things can look very different in a moment's time, uh, and and I can I can I can relate to that just in terms of um, thinking about my daughter when she was a teenager, because you know if I was in an insecure state of mind and I was doubting my own parenting and wondering you know why is my kid talking back or why did she you know sneak out when I told her to stay home and that kind of thing. Which, you know, if I thought back to my own teenage years, I would certainly understand why. <laughs> but, you know, we don't do that. We get, you know, we get into this sort of parent mode and we got to be right. And then, you know, I would, start, I would start attributing motive to her. Like she's trying to upset me and, uh, or she wants to get my goat or whatever. But really, she was just being a teenager and she was acting on her own thoughts, which look real to her. And the best part about understanding how your mind works and how the principles are at work within us is that we forgive ourselves and others too. Like when I'm insecure, I can't trust my thinking. And when I notice that other people are behaving in an insecure feeling state, and you can tell, you can feel it, um, I don't take it personally. And I don't worry about it because my goal then, my whole goal changed from trying to discipline my daughter when she was already insecure to trying to create a better feeling between us before we talked about anything. Mm-hmm. And then what would happen as soon as I could create a better feeling between us, she, she no longer was exhibiting the behavior because she would <laughs> feel more secure. And then we'd have a nice conversation. And it's kind of like looking back to a few minutes ago and thinking, what was that all about? You know, what the heck were we doing? And it is kind of funny, you know, it becomes, you could laugh at yourself rather than getting all worked up, which is really good. Now, we're not saying that um, in through your life, I, I mean, I can imagine somebody's listening to this going, yeah, but 
you don't know what happened to me. That really broke me. That really changed me. That really was so hard to get over. And I understand that. I mean, I understand that we can go through some really horrendous things in life, but the insecurity that you're feeling about that is just that memory that you're Mm -hmm. carrying through time, right? Mm -hmm. So you're looking at your current life through the filter of the event that happened or whatever. Like when I was a little girl, my mother had me when she was almost 40 and the Down syndrome studies had just come out saying that women shouldn't have babies late in life. So my mother was really insecure about people thinking that she wasn't smart. I don't know why, but she, she was. And, and so we would go walking downtown. And, and I remember one time in particular, and she sa- introduced me as her mistake. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm a mistake. Oh, that means I'm not lovable. That means my mom didn't love me. If your mom doesn't love you, who's going to love you? I made up all kinds of stuff about it, right? And then that thinking contaminated the way I thought about myself in every single situation. Now, that to me seemed like that was the cause of my insecurity, that my mother didn't love me. But it really wasn't. It was that I thought I was a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. Because she really wasn't talking about me being a mistake. She was talking about having sex when she was 40 without protection, you know? (laughs) <laughs> she was insecure. That's why she did. <laughs> That's right. Well, and, and, and it's, you know, like, um, it, it just seemed to her like everybody would know, right? She was so insecure that she she was insecure about that. So she had, everybody in the world would look at her and think that she was stupid to get pregnant and have this child. Now, mm-hmm. I, I now understand that, but I made up a lot of stuff about that. And I lived in a lot of insecurity about that. And it's, that's kind of the deal, like, okay, that happened. She said that, but it was really what happened was my thinking about it that I suffered from afterwards. And that's kind of what you want to remember is that no matter what's happened in your life or what people have said to you or how your mother's treated you or, you know, what, uh, what abuse you've gone through or what trauma you went through, your ability to be secure is always built into you. Right. And you can always think about it in retrospect differently. You know, even if you've thought about it a certain way for a long time, once you're on to how it works, how the system works, when those thoughts come to mind, they can come as as neutral memories without all the pain and agony because now you know, it's, I thought about it this way, now my thinking has changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's amazing what we can get over. Right. So it's about time for us to end. Yep. And uh, right. we will see you next week. Right. I look forward to it. Aloha, everyone. Bye, everybody. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.